one of the things you have to remember, we're in the 1920s, there's no internet. The, the Soviet Union is wait, pretty wait, much wait, a closed country. Wait a minute. No internet. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Internet, no. Half these guys poop. They don't have their phone. <laughs> Did, what were they just doing? Read in the back of the shampoo bottles? What, they just go to the bathroom? That's <laughs> it makes no sense at all. Welcome back to the Trilateral Troika. This is Steve along with the other Steve. Schmitz fights. <laughs> and Ryan. <laughs> ah, nice. Shasta Orange again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fresca. No, no, no. It's a uh, Publix at Bogo on Bon, bon Vive. I think this is pronounced. And it is uh, yeah. so... It's so delicious. <laughs> you remember when uh, you could go to like a gas station and get a, so- uh, a soda for a quarter? No, remember you that? old fuck. What's wrong with you? I'm only 38, <laughs> dude. Like I, you know, we used to go and get four like Shasta grape, and uh, they were a quarter each. It was the only soda in there that was a quarter. It was actually pretty good, but we would shake them up as much as we possibly could, and then throw them, like, 100 feet in the fucking air. And watch <laughs> we never drank any of them. Destructive little bastards. <laughs> I, would, I would basically just borrow quarters from my dad's, like, tray table. So every year, uh, when I get him a Christmas present, I feel like I'm paying him back for all those fucking Shasta grapes. <laughs> for all those quarters you stole. I did not steal them. I borrowed them, and I'm paying them so, back. So that your your old man couldn't do his laundry because you had taken all. His no, quarters. he just has OCD, bro. He would like he kept a pocket full of change and never fucking used it. Like, did he know act- exactly how much money was there too? Was no, he, he does. No, he's not autistic. He just had OCD. Okay. Yeah, he had he had to have change. He didn't he didn't know how much change he had. But we'd be at like ground round or some shit and want to play like the arcade machines. And uh, my mom would be like, no. And my, I'm like, Ma, you're killing me. You I'm sorry, know- did you just say the ground round? Yeah, you remember the ground oh round? Oh my god, dude, that was nostalgia punch You know why face. we went to the ground round? Because you, under, I think under like seven, you pay what you weigh? So it was like... Uh, yeah, it was something stupid like that. Yeah, 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 you pay what you weigh. So if you went in and you weighed like, I don't know, like, like I don't remember what I weighed then, fuck. I remember right, the ground round because the ground round. And they gave you those. They played Laurel and Hardy, and wow, that's fucking weird because it was on Route One, where I was from too. Yeah, it was in Route One in Massachusetts, and that's where my mom and dad would do the transfer. So after my weekend with my dad, I'd go with my mom in the parking lot of the ground round. Oh, I thought you <laughs> meant like they had a package that they were sending, nah. you know, somewhere. Your, your mom broken home, girl, grew, grew up in a broken home. That that was the that was the child pass off right a there. The ground that, round. A package that looked like a flower package. <laughs> All right, here you a, go. A Here's nondescript brown paper covered box. Here's the like, kid. Right, Pops honey. out the van. Here's the kid, and here's the transfer. They want it by six. <laughs> Don't go Act through. Natural, don't go through sweet. Southie. They know what kind of car you're driving. You stupid fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. <laughs> and speaking fuck. of Route One, who's the number one Russian we're talking about today? So today we're going to be talking about 
Trofim uh, Lysenko. Man, you really know how to pick a, those fucking names, don't you? <laughs> who is a um, who is a Soviet um, agronomist, um, and also the the sort of the creator of what was called Lysenkoism. He's a farmer, okay. He's an egotistical he, farmer that decided he, to create something by his own name. He wasn't. He wasn't so much a farmer as he was a guy that like told farmers what to do. So like a head farmer. Um, so, so Lysenko was born on September 29th, 1898, um, in what is today, uh, Ukraine. Um, and Karlivka, uh, Poltava Governate, which is now the Poltava Oblast in present-day Ukraine. Um, he was the son of, um, Dennis and Oksana, uh, Lysenko. I really um, thought you were going to say Oksana Bayul. Why, I know, like, that's the only Oksana I know. I mean, why is he going with Dennis for his dad's name? That seems like a little out of place. Uh, it's Dennis with one N. First of all, so can you tell me this fucking guy's yeah, name N- again? Because I already forgot it. One N, one S. No, what's this guy's name again? You said tough shit son of a bitch? What was it? <laughs> Trofim Lysenko. Trofim Lysenko. Okay, Listen, say it so... how it should be said. Trofim Lysenko. Trofim Lysenko. He's good. Trofim? He's Ukrainian. Oh, yes. He's strong. He's hearty. He eats borscht. Oh, these, these guys all up on Ukraine. Ukraine is weak. <laughs> you not say no. Ukraine is weak. You I am Ukraine. Three Ukrainian listeners. Thank you. Yeah. It's a Seinfeld <laughs> reference, though. They'll love it. So, he, it, it's believed that, um, that Trofim was uh, illiterate until the age of 13. Um, but by the time he, he came of, of age to go to college, um, he began working at the, the Kiev Agricultural Institute, um, which still exists today. It's the National University of Life and Environmental Sciences of Ukraine. Um, and he began to be interested in agriculture, um, and he began working on different projects, most of them focused on the effects of uh, temperature variation um, with the life cycle of plants. Doug, is, are we talking like the Russian version of the future farmers of America tonight? Like the well, FFA? Like- <laughs> well, it's not, it's not like the FFA because uh, the, the FFA is like a credible organization and Lysenko is very much sort of like a, a guy who posts on Facebook okay. about how he, know, how he knows how to cure cancer. Yeah, it's, like, it's more of like a guy who posts on Parler. gotta stay relevant up to date now it's parlor (laughs) but he he becomes obsessed with this sort of idea of uh making plants so they're much easier to handle colder climates because you know in russia this is a big deal because if you can find uh different plant varieties that can survive colder weather um you can extend the growing period in russia so he's like eugenics, but for plants. In a way, um, a lot of what he initially started dealing with is not really that far out there because um, his main focus was converting winter wheat into spring wheat. Um, but that's not something that was new. Okay, um, okay. You need to explain what the fuck that means. I, what? <laughs> what? So, uh, and, the, and this is something that one of his early patrons um nikolai uh Vavilov worked on still um, okay it, we got nikolai we've got tough shit son of a bitch and his dad's <laughs> name is dennis 
one in. So, so the idea is, is that if you take if you take seeds and you acclimate them to sort of cold weather, right? Um, that that you you sort of um, you introduce them to moisture and cold um, for a certain period of time. You can make it so it's much easier for them to grow in a colder climate it's than they the same thing that happened be. with the Russian people. Yeah. Yeah. Get this it? This is just building seed Get character. Because <laughs> they took their seed and acclimated it to winter. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fuck, dude. <laughs> Oh my god! So listen, listen. I smoked a bowl before this, and it, that was ah, uh, it's a great. Very Anyth- good joke. I could literally say anything here, and you'll laugh. It's gonna be great. It's an excellent joke. I can't wait. I'm <laughs> I'm excited now to say pretty much damn near anything, and you're gonna laugh about it. <laughs> no, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. I'm all right. I'm all right, guys. Here we go. So, so this is something I've been pioneered since like the 19th century, um, but. He, he sort of portrays it in his research as this is something that's like very, very original or breakthrough. Um, he, he also tries to grow um, different types of crops such as um, peas um, through the harsh winters, but he has issues with this. Why doesn't he just grow a crop in the winter that's hardy, like potatoes? Well, he could have talked well, to my people. The Irish could have taught him a lot. Well, well they, did grow, they did grow potatoes. Yeah, but you can't you can't grow potatoes in the Russian winter because you know it's it's snowing outside. Permafrost, snow. Depends uh, on it, it's yeah, it's okay, too cold okay. to grow anything. the The idea is he wants to eventually make a crop that can grow in sort of like any condition. That's terrifying. Yeah, well, the only thing that exists um, really is is the human spirit can grow in any condition, and not um, even that because people don't live in like Siberia for very long. <laughs> well. Back then, definitely. <laughs> Nowadays, you got um, Gore-Tex. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, early on, he announces his successes, um, and he's praised by one of the official Soviet newspapers, which is Pravda, which at that time was, like, the, like, main um, Soviet newspaper. Um, it's and- funny, because you say Soviet, and I hear... Uh, I, Trotsky? I, all, Do the you only, hear Trotsky? Does no, the only year the that he's mentioned, <laughs> at least, I'm not really paying attention great, but the only re- year that I heard was 1898, which is when he was born. So I'm thinking, like, 1898, there's no way. And then I think, wait, this isn't a one-year-old, so that's not it. <laughs> yeah, he's in his, he's in his bur- 20s at this point. Right, yeah, no, He's okay. not like a toddler walking around. <laughs> that was, like, the douchiest way to ask Steve how old he was. I'm so sorry. Um... So it, in the the paper sort of praises him because he claims to have discovered, you know, a way to, to sort of fertilize fields um, without using fertilizer and minerals, mm-hmm. and and also um, creating a crop uh, a crop of peas that could grow in the winter in Azerbaijan. Do we know how he uh, fertilized fields without using fertilizers? Well, well, here's the thing. He didn't. It, it's it's lies. Yeah, ah, it's, it's son mostly. Of a bitch. <laughs> oh no! It's, is he a liar? Is he a big liar? Oh, he's a fucking yeah. bastard. All right. Okay. So we're gonna switch this episode from future farmers of America trying to feed people and get them to the winter to fuck this dude. Don't you that, talk shit about FFA, right? My wife has several FFA awards. That's why I said we're gonna go from FFA okay. trying to feed people right. to man, fuck this guy. All right. He. That, that's why I say he's very much in that school of like Facebook online like grifter oh, like, God. like telling okay. people because he's like I, I did these things 
and the the newspapers report on it because it sounds good okay it, of it, course. it makes the country look good saying you know the scientist he can do these things he can make these crops grow in the winter you know it, it's all going to be great it's propaganda um so one of his main focuses is on wheat um and and the big focus he has is trying to convert them to grow um wheat that's sort of designed to grow in one season to grow in another season okay um and he's also sort of obsessed with sort of like the effects of heat on plant growth um he has this theory that all plants um needed a, a, a certain amount of heat throughout its lifetime wow no shit that's a novel concept come on dude <laughs> so that and it's not just that like they need to be under like this temperature to grow it's under sort of the knowledge that this plant can absorb this much heat over time until it dies. Hmm. That is... Uh, okay. Okay. No. <laughs> no, that's dumb. No. Um. So so he tries to sort of, like, correlate the, like, the amount of heat it would require over time for these plants. Um, but it, it doesn't really, like, add up. And when he when he sort of tries to determine all this... Um, he, he makes, like, statistical errors throughout. Um, and this is one of, like, a common trends of, of Lysenko's work, is there's constantly these, like, statistical errors in the the math he's doing and, and in his results. Well, he's not a fucking statistician, is he? Yeah, but he's scientists not, and, know how to double-check their work and not make statistical errors before they make bold and, claims, like, oh, I can fertilize this field without fertilizing. But that's because a scientist, uh, at least in our, we have to think about scientists today. Cause this is the, uh, the 1920s, I guess. So, you know. yeah, this is when they were still calling Joseph Mengele. Based well, on the current so, state yeah. of science, a scientist will have taken a stat course. I don't, I doubt this guy even took intro to intro to stat. You know, because because <laughs> the thing is that when people bring this up and later on, he'll just sort of argue that statistics have no place in biology. Right. I'm because sorry. What? Be- because he's a fucking moron, so he can okay. say Yeah, that. he's like, he's like, I'll dare you bring another discipline into this discipline. This is biology. And, you know, statistics have no place in biology. That's mathematics. Right. You idiot. Yeah, growing crops is just like getting the flu. It's the same thing. Wait, what? I think, I think <laughs> that was the most animated Steve has ever been when referring to somebody that we've been discussing. When he was just like, you idiot. I think that was the most animated he has ever been. <laughs> Steve definitely gets mad sometimes, and it's fucking great. It's fantastic. So, it's usually justified. So a, another Soviet scientist by the name of Maximov, um, he would um, confront Lysenko about um, about this because he was a, he was an expert in the field of, of thermal plant development. Who, Lysenko? Um, but, no, no Max, this guy uh, Maximus Maximov. Decimus Meridius. Oh, oh Dimitri Maximov. And, All right. And, fucking love Darkstalkers. And and Lysenko is like he's he's very mad about this. <laughs> Maximus, um, and that's and after this sort of like confrontation is when he makes his big claims about how mathematics have no place in the field of biology. So okay, let me just see if I can round this out real fast. This 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 clown is in his twenties. He is boldly boldly claiming things that are complete bullshit, and he has no real understanding of uh, statistics. <laughs> um, in basic biology, even though he claims to be a biologist, right? Do I have that yes. about right? Okay. 
Okay. No, no, continue. I just want to make sure I was on the same time that this, like, rounded off, this dude is a clown. Okay. My I just want to make sure I had it right. Okay. My name is Maximus Tedder. He no no he was confronted by Mr. Scientist. I am Maximus commander of the farms Desmond. of the North, general of the Northern Farm Legions, commander loyal, of the wheat, loyal servant to the true emperor Nicholas, and father to a I... murdered science, husband to a murdered field, oh son God. to some of the greatest wheat in all of Russia. It, and I will in, have in the your year <laughs> uh, sorry, in, I had to keep it going. In, in the new year 1927, um, he's working at an agricultural station in Azerbaijan. Um, he begins research on a paper in what he refers to as vernalization, um, which gains a lot of attention um, because it has a lot of like positive implications for Soviet agriculture. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what he refers to as vernalization involves that he's going to take wheat um, in th- that is sort of suited for one climate and adapted for another climate. Now, I've heard uh, <clears throat> I've heard of vernalization before, and I believe, if I'm remembering this correctly, they actually don't let the, the plant flower yet. It's kind of like edging, okay? It's like edging for plants. That's they exactly what it is. They the plant to yeah. cold so that it cannot flower. Well, yeah, his, they, they edge it, his, yeah. His his version of vernalization is sort of because um, vernal means, that plant means spring, mm-hmm. so he he's essentially making it so that the plant will grow as if it's in spring. Okay. Um, and th- this goes back that he treats seeds in that that fashion. I've said that's been like pioneered since the 19th century. Bro, could you imagine um, being that plant and like waking up and it's fucking winter and you're like motherfucker. <laughs> And you got this dickheaded clown that knows nothing about biology sitting there trying to edge you like, no, oh, come on, little seed. You can wait. You can wait. You can grow. Come on. Fucking you can Russian um, guys out uh, there and the plant comes out. Yo, why is it so fucking cold? We are in Russia. Um, you are as, in Siberia, little seed. You're going to flower just fine. It's cold here. Better so bundle he, up. He initially refers to this as uh, jarovization. Um, which is based on the Russian... This guy just invent Russian... fucking neologisms like every other day. <laughs> well, the, the the initial, like, the original term that he's working on is there there was a term for spring cereals, so grains that grow in spring in Russian, mm-hmm. uh, called uh, jarovo. Okay. Um, so he he sort of, like, says that, you know, you're making it so they grow in spring. And then he, he translates this to vernalization because vernal is the Latin for spring. Yeah. Um, and, and like equinox. I said, this is something that, that farmers had known about since the 1800s. Um, and and a, a, a scientist by the name of uh, Gustav uh, Gossner um, had written extensively on it in 1918. Um, so he wasn't exactly breaking ground. Okay. Not surprising yeah, you know, for a man of his caliber. What's crazy about farming is, and I don't have an example off the top of my head, but I've definitely heard this before. Somebody comes out every every year. Somebody comes up with some fucking thing about farming that's going to be like revolutionary, and it always turns out that someone already figured that out. It, it happens every year. Do you remember being a kid and in like grade school, and you learn about like early Mesopotamia and farming back then? Yeah, remember that? I think I those mean, guys we were like originals. I think they were uh, novel. I bet you. Huh? Yeah, if you go back that far, I mean, we're talking about like you know. Anything past that, dog, everybody's just biting off everybody else's shit. 
Yeah. It's just well, like, yeah, we've did this out before. <laughs> we know that, bro. Well, You're old news. That's Come the on. secret of the ooze? Come on. <laughs> we're doing that back in the 80s. What do you I mean? I thought we were getting Ninja Turtles out of this, not fucking <laughs> baked tomatoes. What? One of the things <laughs> you have to Ninja remember... Ninja eggplants? It doesn't have the same ring to it. Because <laughs> one of the things you have to remember, we're in the 1920s. There's no internet. The, the Soviet Union is wait, pretty wait, much a closed wait, country. Wait a minute. No wait internet. Minute. Well, hold on, hold on. Internet, no. Have these guys poop. They don't have their phone. <laughs> Did, what were they just doing? Reading the back of the shampoo bottles? Come what, on. they just go to the bathroom? That's, <laughs> it makes no sense at all. I don't think they had indoor plumbing, so realistically, yeah, they were probably what trying to fuck? shit and Where go. What the fuck? Where did they shit? <laughs> they were probably trying to shit and go with how cold it is. So, let me ask you this. They were just were like sims, sh- pooping everywhere. They were <laughs> shitting on the permafrost, right? So, yes. like, when spring came around, was there just a, a bunch of <laughs> thawing poops No, everywhere? that's the fertilizer that fucking Tough as Nail um, Shithead used without using fertilizer. He used his shit, right? Oh, man. Right? I think we're getting somewhere, right? Yeah, I think, um, I think you're right. Yeah, it's gotta be. Alright, so what's the part, guy's name again? Of, Oksana Bayul? <laughs> so, so part of uh, Lysenko's initial claims for this like first big thing is that he claimed he got increased yields um, for planting um, over over several um, hectares of land. Um, <laughs> that he that he sort of believes and sort of like an inheritance of traits that once he vernalizes, mm-hmm. uh, meaning he, he sort of introduces these seeds to moisture and and sort of like cold, um, that he can transfer these on to the, uh, the next seed so you don't need to use that. I'm sorry. Can... What? So what, Are you what saying that the trait carries is, over genetically to the next yield? Is that what you're well, saying? I'll, I'll stop you there, Steve, because you used, used a word that you're going to find out that you don't want to use with Lysenko, which is genetic. Oh. And, and, and so uh, what what he's saying is is that because the initial parent seeds... I am so mad right have, now. ...have been introduced to liquid and cold, that future seeds don't need to because they inherit this trait from their parents. So let me ask you this. Did this guy die, like, young... Because that would be no. Great. He, oh, he actually no. he actually lives a, a, a while. Oh. He he dies in his um, cause he dies in 1976. Oh my to, god! To so spoiler. he was so so he dies at 78. What? So this guy was still like fucking like offering advice to people, you know? Like recent. I don't I don't let know me, if people were listening to. Let it me by tell then, you how but, to get better, Alvafa. But but you'll 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 sort of find out about with the uh, the saga of of Trofim Lysenko. Okay, so I'm not I'm not entirely um, like dumb to the growing process, but the idea that he is proposing is not entirely insane. Okay, it has well, it's like one of those things where it has basis in fact where you have a mother plant that will, the offspring of those plant, if you decide to clip them, will have the exact same traits as the mother plant, but he's also taken that to the fucking extreme like all these assholes seem to do. Well, yes, and we'll sort of get to that when we talk about genetics, which is like a burgeoning field at this time. Like, this is sort of... This is sort of like the birth of modern genetics during this period that sort of peaks in 1953 with the Nobel Prize... uh, Nobel prize to watson and crick in 1953 um but by this point in time um by 1927 you know there are geneticists 
um, there are Russian geneticists. Um, so genetics is something that's known about. He sort of sounds like the Alex Jones of farming, you know? You're, you're going to leave this supplement. <laughs> it's going to do wonders for you. You're going to run through brick walls. Um, and, and, and also, too, um, he he also rejects um, natural selection um, okay. and, um, and Mendelian genetics. I'm okay with people rejecting natural selection, and I'll tell you why. I want to hear this because it's something you can actually visually see, but go ahead. Well, it... it it is if you believe in natural selection, but for for a lot of people, it's it's difficult to make those like cognitive leaps, uh, even though it makes perfect sense. You know, like once okay. you once you explore it, it makes perfect sense. But you gotta understand, like most people are not thinking at that level. Like they're not they're not exploring people, it at that level. Right, well, so let me ask you. I, I'll, you don't I'll, I'll stop people... you there, Steve, because it doesn't it doesn't sound like you're you're attacking the idea of natural selection. I'm not attacking saying. the idea of natural yeah, no, selection. No, 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 no. Well, well, no, because initially initially with what you said was that you were sort of like you understand people questioning natural selection. It's mostly because people don't think to that level. Is your your, your sort of area yeah. you're coming from? Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what I was going with. And there was nothing wrong with the way I phrased the argument. It was a little weird. Yeah. But yeah, no, I totally essentially the whole, the whole point in phrasing the argument that way is to say that I understand that some people are just not going to get it. And then there's other people who are even dumber than that who just kind of like ride the coattails of their friends, you know what I mean? Or yeah, like their yeah. peer group or their geographic group. And they just kind of go with it and then... You just have a whole bunch of idiots down the chain, and you got to dis- even if you disprove the guy at the top, it's like impossible because of cognitive dissonance to go any further. And it, it just—it's what it sounds like. This guy's, like, you know, like you said too, information transmission and things like that—that that didn't exist really back then, outside of the newspaper and yeah, maybe some uh, some which, early which, radio. Which which you'll come to see is is part of the problem that that sort of pops up. Um, but he, he sort of like makes these claims, um, that he can like increase crop yields, uh, radically. And these include like his claims of, of his vernalization process. Um, he also claims that he can transform species, the fuck? Uh, that he, that he can influence the inheritance of inquired, uh, characteristics, which is not that far out there. But when you understand that he doesn't believe in like. Um, Mendelian genetics that it, it seems highly unlikely that he knows what he's doing and also um, the the hybridization of uh, plants this is the agricultural Rasputin Rasputin well, himself was medicine this asshole was Rasputin for plants a little he, bit Rasputin for, I get what you're saying yeah he doesn't really know what he's doing he just happens to know just a little bit yeah. For instance, he claims he could um, transform one species into another. Um, an example is that he claims he can change. Um, Fucker can do uh, alchemy. Triticum, Triticum durum, which is a uh, pasta wheat, which grows in the spring, into uh, Triticum vulgare, um, which is a bread wheat that grows in the autumn. <laughs> Guys, you just watch this. If you put this Triticum wheat in my hat, and just with a couple waves of the magic wand, <laughs> Uh, shit, it didn't work. Anyway, yes, I swear I can do it. So he, he claims over the uh, two to four years of planting the spring wheat in the autumn, he can change it into an autumn wheat. Now, um, now let me ask you a question. He, he claims this, right? 
Where does he claim this? It in his like writings, in his published writings, and in his, um, in 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 all of his published works. But a lot of people have to like you know you have, to, you have to put up or shut up to a certain extent. Uh, well, science. Steve, yeah. you're 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 gonna find out that that doesn't really work out in the Soviet Union. Steve, I'm so mad right now. You're just you're pissing me <laughs> off. All right, keep going, keep going. Jeez, fuck. I feel like putting um, up or shutting up he fucking the Soviet told me, Union is he the tells place me, for that. This fucking guy tells me to stop saying genetics when when referring to genetics. <laughs> and then he tells me I don't need proof. <laughs> what so, the fuck was going on in Russia? <laughs> and, and we know and we know that what he was saying is, is complete garbage and impossible mm. um, because Triticum Durham has 28 chromosomes, which is four sets of seven, right. while Triticum vulgare has 42 chromosomes, six sets. Um, so you, you you have one that has more chromosomes than the other, so they're not even related to a degree that you could change one into the other over time. Okay. Like, the, these two things of we are not even really related enough to cross-pollinate. All right, hold on a second here. We're at double check we're quick. we're almost we're almost at 30 minutes yeah we're almost at 30 minutes and i just let out the biggest fucking sigh i've ever <laughs> let out that soon <laughs> first of all i'd like to congratulate you on what you've chosen to discuss this episode because this is amazing this is awesome i i love but this this is so, the kind of shit i like this is our wheelhouse but like <laughs> just ripping on these idiots whoo, my god he what he, a douchebag God, he also he he also claims that um, that friends at some points can have a Lamarckian um, inheritance. Lamarckian inher- inheritance, if you're not familiar with it, is I'm when not, it's sort of what's called a soft inheritance, where certain certain <laughs> physical traits of one parent will be transferred to the child. Um, you you'll see this in sort of animals that have different colored coats. Okay, like brindle, um, I guess. Yeah, yeah, like. Like a brindle or, or some other things. Like we know from genetics that some some are dominant and some are recessive. Correct. And when you partner the two, you'll get one or the other. But what he says essentially for for instance for potatoes is that the eyes of one potato will transfer to another potato that is from that potato. Wait, potatoes have fucking eyes? Yeah. Well, you know, like a potato eye, like the. Oh. Um, oh the my root god! That comes out of a potato. <laughs> You're not so he's Irish. They'll be identical. No, I'm just kidding. I was like, "Bitch, I've never seen eyes on what the fuck." <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a yeah. It, sorry, like... I had a huge brain fart. Sorry, yeah. I'm ashamed he... of my that brain. That's fart. all right. I'm glad Steve talked over me because I was gonna make a Maurice Lamarche joke. So <laughs> he he also claims that if you grafted uh, one part of tree onto another tree, it would permanently change. The, the inheritable characteristics of that tree. Okay, so, now see, so, that is no, so also Matt. not far off the truth because if you get the fruit cocktail tree where they merge like apples, oranges, pears, yeah, but you can't gro- but, yeah, but you can't grow another fruit cocktail tree. You're just talking yeah, about the, merging plants and grafting plants. It doesn't you can, change. You can graft one plant onto another one, like Steve doesn't said. Change you can the make genetics. a fruit cocktail tree. But the fruit cocktail tree is not going to give you the seeds to a new fruit cocktail tree. Which is uh, why he was implying, okay. yeah. Which, which is what he's arguing. Um, okay. 
and, and while we do know from genetics that it is possible that there could be like a, a form of like um, gene transfer, um, but but not to the level of what um, Lysenko is claiming. It's okay, crazy. So again, too. we're going back to Facebook moms here. He's he's yes. taking a little bit of science and blowing it up. Okay. He he is very much like the Facebook mom. Like this is how you cure cancer with by eating these like fruits by level of quote unquote science. So remember, mm-hmm. like the thing with the science is that you need you have to have some way to prove your hypothesis. You can't you can't just say it <laughs> and and you don't need any evidence. But apparently in Russia at the time, you didn't need evidence because there was no. Of course genetics. not. I just say it and boom, science. Like, it's fucking ridiculous, you know? <laughs> hey, I um, say a thing, and it is a thing. But, it is again, like, isn't this more, like, is this kind of more like a period of the time? Like, I'm sorry, a product of the time? Because, I mean, well, we, were selling, we'll, we were selling cocaine headache pills in fucking United States, so. We'll, know, we'll, we'll sort of, I'll, I'll go into the sort of, like, the, the what, what's going on in the Soviet Union at this time. Because um, you have to remember, we're getting, we're getting up into the 30s. Um, and, and so the scientist who comes along and he claims that he can improve crop yields, um, and part of also his thing with his vernalization is that he's essentially saying he can take um, farming and take it from one period into possibly a year-round endeavor. Which so, is how it should be, again, with the Facebook mom shit. You should be farming year-round and rotating your crops so that you don't completely erode well, the soil. Well, he's nutrients. talking about... Well, no, about that's, that's, com- all what I'm, that's all what I'm saying, because yeah. when, you, when you rotate crops, you're not farming year-round. You're, you're switching off every, every farming period. Yeah, but like you should still be farming year-round to put other crops down while you pull yeah, the first ones Yeah, but that's all what he's saying. That's not God, what this guy's so fucking stupid. I can't what he's, keep up. I what can't he's keep essentially up arguing is that you could grow wheat like 365 days out of the year. Which is okay. now not an assault on, on genetics or anything like that. It's an assault on thousands of years of established farming. Yeah, no, yeah. So GMO shit aside, this guy is literally so dumb that I cannot keep up with him. Because I'm like, no, like that makes sense. It's like, no, Ryan, it's dumber than that. Because... Um, during during this period into the 30s, we're going into a period of collectivization of Soviet farming, um, and Stalin likes the fact that this guy is sort of like giving him these these sort of like claims and ideas that that he could sort of improve upon uh, a struggling industry in the Soviet Union that needs to be uh, fixed in order to um, industrialize the Soviet Union. In a complete just world, Joseph Stalin would have realized this guy was full of shit and chopped his fucking head off. I don't off. know about Yosef, but freaking they are definitely, he's definitely taking a subject. I mean, it's like grifter rule number one. You appeal to someone's self-interest and then exploit the shit out of it, you mm-hmm. know? So what what happens is is that um, we we had previously discussed when we talked about Trotsky of the, the new <laughs> economic policy, the NEP. Um and Stalin, when he when he fully comes into power, he does away with the NEP. And when he does that, he collectivizes farming in the Soviet Union. The, the um, what? It, he does away with the what? The, the new economic policy, the uh, NEP. Uh, okay. um, sort of like the market liberalization of the Soviet Union. He does away with it. And what he introduces is what is called, um, uh, the collectivization is based on what is called war communism. War um, communism. And, Pop, Pop and had Jenko. Look what I got. 
And we had we had talked about that previously, and that was essentially during the Russian Civil War, where in in order to make ends meet, that the Red Army would go into the countryside and they would have farmers give them crops, um, and then those crops that were sort of taken um, from these farms, which had been unofficially collectivized, they would take those they would they would sort of divvy them out to the cities first, and then they would bring them back to the countryside. Which is very unpopular. Of course, because the countryside is what's making all the crops in the first place. Yeah, and they're they're getting the crops second. Yeah. Um, and so because of this, um, the, you're in this sort of like stressful period um, where they're they're coming to a crisis. Ooh, crisis. Um, Here we go. Because while the while the creation of these collective farms which there are two types of collective farms in the Soviet Union at this time. The the Kolkazi, which is a collective farm, which is sort of like you take a farming village and you say that you're all a cooperative now. Okay. You say that, that all of the land that was in this village is now everyone's land and you're all going to farm this instead of you individually farming your own plots. And then we're going to come one day and we're going to collect all the crops you have and then we'll divvy them out. Hmm. And the, oh. the other one is called the, the, the Sovkazi, which is a state farm. The, the Sovkazi is, is sort of a state-owned corporate farm that usually specializes in one sort of uh, vegetable or fruit um, and then takes that and then just sort of sells it as normal. Oh, so Chiquita. Um, and, and the idea is, is that these collective farms, that they're able to mechanize them faster um, and even though this sees like a widespread use of like farming machinery as like tractors and other items are, are given to them, um, the, the production sort of falls off. Um, because um, because though like initially the, the, they, they sort of rise up in production, um, by early 1931, um, a, a famine sort of kicks in. Um, and th this famine is caused by just sort of like a number of things that are not really related to the to collectivization. It is just sort of like climate and everything um, just just sort of makes it so that the harvest isn't as big as what they expected. So now everywhere, right? So our body, um, Toblerone Lysol. Um, <laughs> I I had to go in the kitchen, and, and Ryan, you'll like this. Uh, God. I, had to pop I actually just can. cracked another one, but I had my microphone on mute, so I'm with you. I had to. I just... <laughs> Toblerone license. I mean, seriously, dude. Like, <laughs> literally, dude. This guy is so dumb. I have to actively concentrate on, like, the exact words that Steve says. Because if I half pay attention, I'll keep butting in with... Look, dude. No, 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 that I have, makes sense. Look, I have never heard of Tofurky Lindy Hop before, but <laughs> I... I am amazed. <laughs> I am. In, I'm shocked. Oh man, yeah, no, he's uh, he's special. Oh, um, so uh, around these times that these famines are happening, um, a common thing that happens in the Soviet Union, and other communist countries, um, is that whenever these sort of like things po happen, poverty. Well, not not poverty, <laughs> just sort of like the when production. Well, when yeah, well, well, that, that's involved in this. Oh no, really? <laughs> oh no! And and essentially, what happens is is that 
when they're not meeting production quotas, when when the harvests aren't as good, they they sort of look to what what is why is this happening, and they don't say the system doesn't work, or that it, it's sort of like uh, nature causing this, because they've built up the fact that the system is is perfect and is beyond nature. So if the system is perfect and it's beyond nature, it's obviously the people who are the problem because nature um, can't actively work against them. What? These are people in uh, Russia saying this? Yeah, so they, they begin sort of like this propaganda campaign against um, what are called kulaks. Um, and and kulaks kulak and, and kulak are, are sort of farmers. Um, they're, they're sort of seen as being like independent, sort of like capitalist farmers who are anti-Soviet and also terrorists. Okay. This is now um, I'm interested. These, I'm interested again. And these um, and these kulaks are blamed for what is called wrecking. And and wrecking is a common term in Stalin's Russia, is that whenever something bad happens, like say there's an industrial accident, say like a train derails, the reason why it happened wasn't because you know like well the track wasn't maintained so the the train derailed, it was because a terrorist, a kulak, a counter-revolutionary, damaged the rail. So that's why the train derailed. So does that mean that Wreck-It Ralph is a Kulak? <laughs> yes. Okay. So Kulak is basically the boogeyman. Yes, the, the, the Kulak it's is sort Kulak no, is Antifa. It's, a, it's not the, Antifa. The Kulak it's is a former Antifa. It's literally a liberal, just in general. You know? <laughs> All right, okay. Now I can understand this a lot better. Okay. <laughs> um, so... I stubbed my toe. Antifa! This this begins the first Thanks, five year Obama. plan, um, which which was sort of um, which, which sort of created what was called uh, the Narcomzem, which was the People's Commissariat of Land Cultivation, which was led by uh, Yakov uh, Yakovlev. Oh. <laughs> In Russia, you plant plants you. And, In Russia, and, plant lives in cold weather. Hey. And, Thank and you, Toblerone, myself. Oh, is. no, I can't get to work today. A Kulak blew up my car. <laughs> you just, you, you, I know you're doing, like, a random, like, Yakov I sound like the guy. doctor from The Simpsons, right? Yeah, you sound like Dr. Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Um, so Stalin you have a very speech. dangerous farming ideology. <laughs> <laughs> You have many kulaks destroying your system. <laughs> you have um, many kulaks destroying your system. The only way to get rid of them is vodka. Hey! Um, oh so That's the Stalin, Stalin gives a speech to the Communist Academy um, on, on sort of collectivization. But when he gives the speech, he gives no actual instructions on how to implement um, collectivization and how to deal with the threat of the kulaks. Okay. Um, and this this sort of leads to the Soviet uh, famine of 1932 um, to 1933, which in the Ukraine is referred to as the the Holodomor. Oh no! The hold the door? What? All right, the Holodomor is probably something you don't learn enough about. Well, I have it, never it's, heard of this it's at a, all. It's a sort of famine Don't that causes massive amounts of death in in the Ukraine and and throughout sort of like the Soviet Union. 
Um, some sort of Ukrainian nationalists claim that this was like actively done by the Soviet government to, to sort of genocide the Ukrainian people to cut down on nationalism. Mm -hmm. But what seems more likely was the case was that uh, the Soviet government wasn't too happy about uh, it. A little hot take but here. They, <laughs> but but they were but they were um but they were fine with it happening because it was like a problematic like people they had issues with so it was like 911 well <laughs> well first off Steve, it wasn't planned oh uh, my god all, you just took none. that so much farther than it needed to go <laughs> oh boy um so uh, initially like the, the official Soviet source until the fall of the Soviet Union is that the, the famine was caused by kulaks. Okay. Um, but there's there's very little, like, actual evidence that, like, the famine was caused by these by these people sort of sabotaging agriculture. Right. Um, the most likely real cause of it was due to, like, poor weather and, and low harvest combined with the Soviet system of, like, exporting... Um, what was grown in a region elsewhere and then redistributing it to that region. Right. The way I understood it is that it was a combination of factors. Because we've talked about this before. I asked you about it like a couple of years yeah. ago. Because, it's, because it's not... they're saying anywhere from like 3 to 12 million people on, and, and estimates died in the course of a year. Yeah. In the course of a and year. It's... And it's, it's not like what the Nazis will do, which is called the Starvation Plan. Right. Which is sort of this idea that they're going to starve Eastern Europe to death in order to, like, take over the area. Right. Um, it, it's just sort of something that happens. And like I said, they're, they're not like – it's not something they wanted to happen, but they're, they're not going to lose sleep over it because they don't want to deal – with these like Ukrainian nationalists in this region, so like if if this region's suffering, then like fine, so be it. Um. So it it starts in um in the Ukraine in 1931, um, but most of the news about this famine spreads by word of mouth. Um and and also sort of like rail travel out of like Ukraine during this um during this period is restricted so people can't really get out um and then from 1932 to 1933 um this famine spreads outside of the ukraine um into russia proper and kazakhstan um while they continue to sort of black out the news about this famine gotcha and they didn't have twitter back in the day so they couldn't exactly you know get that message out there fast everybody and and, and also during this period they also implement what's called the propiska system um which is um, which is very similar to what they have in in China, which is called the Hukou system, and they <laughs> also have a similar system. You're supposed to push propiscus. It's <laughs> a Sopranos reference. So, yeah. so, <laughs> so what is why this why they have a bad it, split? Oh my god! And it, it's where you have like where you're born. Um, you're, you're sort of issued a passport that says like you're born in this region. You're supposed to live in this region. And if you want to live elsewhere, you have to apply to live outside of this region. That's what happened when I went from Jersey to Florida. Same thing. <laughs> I had to get a concealed like, carry weapon, all this stuff. It's crazy. Like, like for instance, in, in modern-day China, it, under the Hukou system, I had to blame if Disney you're born in one province, you can't move to another province. You have to sort of apply to do so, and you have to usually, like, pay a fee and, and go through paperwork. You can't just, like move from one province to another and, and this is sort of the same 
um, in the Soviet Union. And, and this sort of continues until the fall of the Soviet Union. Is there any special reason for that, or is that just kind of like a, well, a roundabout way to be classist and say, know your place, stay where the fuck you're at? Well, the, the reason why they do it is because of the famines. There, there's no food in the countryside. There's no work. So people are leaving in mass numbers from the countryside to move into the cities, which is what do you mean? There's no fucking work. The work is to grow the goddamn food. <laughs> yeah, but you you have to remember you can only farm for part of the year, which is which is why the hukou system exists in China, because uh... people would move, they would migrate outside of the growing season, and they would move into the cities, and it would cause this big upheaval of people moving from the countryside into the cities. And also, too, with sometimes people would move from the countryside and stay in the cities, which would cause, like, ecological damage because people aren't maintaining farms. So flooding would happen and things like that due to people not maintaining these these sort of, like, traditional areas that they were maintaining. Okay, okay. So so they want to keep people in, in where they are so they don't have a humanitarian crisis with all these poor people moving into the cities that can't possibly you know, take care of them. Okay. Because when I say people from the country started moving into the cities, it's not like, well, I got a job in the city, so I'm going to move there. It's like, I am a refugee from the countryside. Like my children are going to die. I'm going to move to the city to find something better. Gotcha. Okay. Um, the, the famine, uh, really ends in about 1933 after there's successful harvest. Um, so after the successful harvest, um, they begin the second five-year plan, and, and Stalin comes up with the, the slogan for this plan um, in 1935. Oh, this is going to be good. It, and the slogan is, life has become better, life has become more cheerful. Be best, yeah. What the <laughs> yeah, fuck be is best. <laughs> What is with these shitty Eastern European people with their goddamn slogans? What the fuck? <laughs> so, r- rationing What's wrong is with that slogan? Of- That's a good slogan be best i like that <laughs> you're be best get the, get, get, get the fuck out of here like, what's wrong what's wrong with that you just put your best foot forward every day oh my god what's it's wrong with that it. it's simple it's, it, that's the problem well, before, before like ryan see let me tell you ryan something implodes. ryan let me tell you something ryan as a person who reads philosophy shit every day because he thinks he's smarter than he is uh, listen, the most the most common problem with philosophies and personal axioms is that everyone wants a complicated one, but the easy ones, well, the simple ones, those are the best. So be well, best. that's that's I, that's I would argue that's to say also, it's not easy and simplest. I would say the catchiest is the best, the one that well, you're gonna remember. This this also goes back like to this like this one Senko. from The Sopranos. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> One of the reasons why Lysenko becomes very, like, favored by the Soviet system, as as you'll find out, is because he speaks in a very, like, common way, because he's from peasant stock. He doesn't speak in the language of science, so they they appreciate him more. Of course, because that's Joseph Stalin. I like George Bush. He seems like a guy you'd have a beer with. (laughs) Stalin was like a peasant himself growing up, though, wasn't he? So, I mean, this is real recognized real, right? Yeah, he. And, I think you should have maybe emphasize the was. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, was real, uh, not and, no longer real. In 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 nineteen thirty six, um, there there's a bad harvest, um, 
and there are fears that there will be another famine, which leads to people like, like sort of like doing the Soviet equivalent of hoarding, like um, leading to long bread lines, like people. There's no paper People sort of making publics. sure that they get materials, uh, but but this famine doesn't occur, and the the fears are largely um, uh, seem to be unfounded. Unfounded. Um, and they they also <laughs> begin a policy of 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 sort of like fining farmers under the second five-year plan where they'll find them just for really about anything. There, there's examples um, of like not showing up to work, not attending literacy classes. I think Laszlo um, did an episode on this or two for, for impolite language. Um, one of them was not having dogs tied up, like just anything they could find like that. Well, level I mean, of you like, technically you should find people for not tying up their goddamn. Dogs. This is, and you should also this find is... people for not being literate. Like, at the bare minimum, know how to fucking read and write. Jesus. Well, that's this is questionable. Like, <laughs> this is like the equivalent of that news story about the Tampa PD and about how they were using that program to, like, find pre-crime. And they were, like, going to people's uh, houses and measuring the grass with a with a ruler. Dude, that just, article. Just to find them if it was, like, barely an inch over what it should be. That article should, should like, foment major political change like it, and it didn't it didn't you know, the problem uh, uh, is that nobody cares well we're very my we're very isolated my... and insular in our lives now you know we all live in well, these little digital islands inside of our houses i mean well to, well, to give you an example myself, i think that because we have the internet and everybody should know everything because of the ease of access to now there's too but, much that's well, the problem. Yes, is exactly it. I talked to my roommate the other night because she's very like non-political. Doesn't keep up with all you know everything that Fucking goes on. Good for her. She knows the basics, right? Yeah. I was talking to her about what Q was, and she was like, "Are you fucking serious?" And I was like, "Yeah." Yeah, these people is, exist. Real life. It's like so when you I tell someone there's is, a flat earther, they they look at you and they're like, "Yeah, I know they're out there. I don't really give a fuck." Yeah. Right. But so what I think it is is people just have this delu- this this deluge of information. Or deluge of information that they just you just kind of shut it off after a while. You just kind of like fuck it. I can't keep up. An example of like how how extreme the fines could be was that one one farmer was fined twenty five rubles um, for the fact oh. that his um, that the floor, that, that the floor <laughs> of his hut wasn't washed. Dude, that's almost thirty rubles. <laughs> so he was fined <laughs> a fucking nickel because he didn't wash his floors. Good. Because he didn't it. wash his dirt floors. Yeah, wash your fucking floors, you nasty slob. They're the made of so dirt. So this is like if you took uh, Jordan we'll make Peterson's clean dirt, book <laughs> and you started legislating off of it. He should have taken a rake, like a little bonsai level. tree, and you got the little. Yeah, like, I went sand to your house there he and made his dirt pretty. I saw that your bed wasn't made, so we killed your uh, brother. How about that? We should have raked his hut floor. Yeah, I'll sand twice now. I've. Ta- I find that the Kulak is the chaos dragon. Your ca- your taxes are doubling. Your taxes ah. are doubling because you didn't make your bed. <laughs> so, the collectivization really? uh, generally generally goes poorly and, and negatively impacts uh, the performance of agriculture um, because it, it's a form of like of of serfdom, whereas essentially the the bureaucracy of the state has moved in. And replace like the old wards um, and imperial bureaucrats of the old system. Right. Um, so a, a lot of the the directives that are passed down from on top to to the farmers don't take into account like local growing condition. 
Um, so the farmers are, are often required um, to, to sort of like pay out a large amount of what they grow in order to cover the costs uh, that are expected from them because they're not meeting the requirements that the state has put upon them because the conditions the state have said are there are not there. Right. They basically, okay. they basically, there's, they can't do what they've been required to do, and yet they're being punished for not doing it. Right. Essentially, they're being punished yeah, for like, not being able to do what they can't physically do. Right. The, the government essentially says, like, you're supposed to be growing this much, and when they can't grow that much, the government comes down and says, well, the problem is not that you know crops didn't grow the way they should you know conditions weren't good because of nature they say the problem is the farmer so they they take all the punitive um sort of damages out on the farmer right they take like the the uh the richie april approach if you would <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow um, okay <laughs> so <laughs> they break beansy's legs because he has a pizza about, yeah i was to say that's a hell of an approach um so they uh uh, millions of, of farmers die throughout this period um, due, due wait, to wait, famine wait, wait, because wait, wait. of... Millions of farmers or millions of people? Millions of, like, farmers, people in the countryside. Okay, okay. Because so, they're, so they're basically all farmers is what you're saying, essentially. So so 5.3 yes. million uh, possibly um, the hollow, die. That's the Holodomor, right? Well, no, that this is throughout... Outside of the Holodomor, I just just throughout the Soviet Union and the rural areas because of collectivization during the 30s. Yes. Okay. Okay. God damn. Um. It and oftentimes too, peasants will be resorted to to slaughtering livestock, um, for for their own like sort of survival. Let me ask you a question about just real quick, and I don't expect you to have a like a super in depth answer on this, but are there people who say this didn't happen that way? Like, you well, know, yeah, like there, like there are, there are like, there are like pro sort of like Stalinist sort of people who say, you know, that this didn't really happen. Right. You know, that. Are they anything more than a vocal minority? Yeah, they're, they're very much like a vocal minority who's just saying like, well, it did happen because I like Stalin and bad things can't happen under Stalin. So this is obviously lies tankies. from people who hated Stalin. Yes, like tankies. Yeah, tankies. You got it. Steve, you got to understand that it was it was televised live when we landed on the moon, and there are still people that say it didn't happen. So of course there are going to be people that say that this didn't happen. Yeah, my favorite video for that is the guy that go the guy that's like a um, he's a professional. Uh, I don't want to say videographer. I think he's actually like a producer, um, mm. and he goes into like how the actual equipment that you would need to fake the landing did not exist. Like that. And it was probably harder to fake than it was just to get us. Yeah. That, that was his point. Yeah. Yeah, That was his point is that even if, even if you, even if you have a genius like Kubrick, which is a great idea that Kubrick was involved, but even if you have a genius like Kubrick, there's no way, you know, no, just No. no way. Because, because a lot of sectors of the Soviet economy are not hitting sort of like the metrics they've set, which everything in the Soviet Union at this time just, just sort of has like a number that everybody's supposed to hit. Like the, like productivity is supposed to be at a certain level. And if it's not at that level, it's because the people have failed. It, it's not because it's impossible to reach that number, which is sort of like what we see today, like, 
like sort of like capitalist like business like we got to hit the numbers like that Gwen Gary Gwen Ross like sort of like idea always the same be oh my god that was such closing. a good movie. dude I'll, yeah, I'm gonna movie. I think I've said this before in this podcast but I'm just saying Alec Baldwin won what an Oscar or yeah yeah mm-hmm. for yep. for like five minutes of acting <laughs> just a, <laughs> it's just amazing. <laughs> That's the only role in the um, movie. Fucking Oscar. So they, they begin, the, the Soviet government begins this sort of like propaganda campaign um, that, that sort of lasts until um, Stalin dies. And, and it's sort of also transferred to other communist countries um, during that period. It's called um, Stalkinovism. And, and Stalkinov was this sort of laborer who was claimed to have been able um, to, to sort of like beat his quotas in, in coal mining, that he was able um, to sort of shovel um, so much coal in a certain amount of time that it was like beyond what the average laborer did. And they sort of use him as a propaganda tool to say that all, all laborers should be like Stankinov and they should be, you know, pushing the envelope and, and giving out more than what they normally should be. Right. I just what, want what, one person to stand up and be like, but, but why? Well, like, why should I do more? Well, for. To to realize communism. No, I know, I know, but I'm just saying. I just want to but, see that one person be like, "Why?" Though? Well, that like, that, well, that person did. would those, be like those, disappeared to Siberia. Yeah, those those people um, did show up, and one of them was named Ivan Denisovich. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the thing about um, Stokhanov is that all of his stacks were all of his stats were juked. Like they were purposely um, they they were purposely misrepresented. Um, he often had people helping him that were adding to his stats. Um, it was it was pretty so what much you're saying a, a is this, sham. This guy's not a miracle worker. He's apparently an asshole. So what you're saying is a hero, a hero of the Soviet Union is not a real hero. He was just propped up with propaganda. Yes, mm. I'm that's, sorry, that's Ryan. Im- that's impossible. You're destroying poor Ryan's worldview. <laughs> All right. I believe everything so that comes. He came out of into Soviet this Russia. episode thinking that the early 1900s in Russia was just a period of unparalleled production and, and prosperity. just prosperity. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So, I needed help with that second that word, me. by the way, because I was really not connecting. And so I really. Thank I was. You. I was thinking prosperity yeah, for you three seconds that. before you even started. Yeah, we talking. got. You know, I think you got me on the quantum there. I think you really We're got here. me on the quantum. We're here. We're on the same wavelength. Yeah, we got it. So this this sort of like system of of incentives to some laborers is very like um, is very enticing. Like they see this and they feel that they should do this either as a form of like getting ahead um, politically or or also to get bonuses. Um, So laborers begin um, sort of engaging this behavior, but it also has a, a bad effect on the equipment that they use. Because they're using it more than they should be, and it just, like, destroys a lot of the industrial equipment they're using because they're not maintaining it properly due to using it for extended periods. Are you trying to say Russian makes substandard equipment? What I'm trying to say is that when you're using equipment for much longer than it should be used without maintaining it, you know, like putting it in for maintenance, refilling the oil, things like that. Putting your truck in the damage I shouldn't drive my truck for 15,000 miles without changing the oil. Yes. <laughs> Shit. I gotta I gotta make a call to Jiffy Loop. <laughs> and the um and, and also too what tended to happen as well 
is that the state-run farms, the Sovkazi, um, were given better better treatment than the Kolkazi, um, giving better machinery and, and fertilizers um, because they were felt to be um, a higher step up from the Kolkazi um, in, in sort of like the the steps to communism in the in the Soviet sort of realization of it. These classist sons of bitches. Um, and, and so, though they, they would establish, you know, like, tractor stations and such, um, the, the local farmers of the Kokazi um, were not actually trusted with, like, actually, like, owning and maintaining the equipment because they feel this would lead to capitalism. Okay. Because remember, the Kokazi is like a, is like a, a village, um, or in some cases a city, um, owning everything in common. Whereas the, the Sovkazi is owned by the state itself, by the national government. Um, so the idea is is that because it's owned by individuals, that if the individuals own this farm equipment, that it's going to just be one step away from communism, and that's going to be the thing that like destroys it all. Right. Makes sense. Um, and, and workers who work on the Sovkazi as well, um, they're paid wages for their labor because they're working for a state corporation, and they also receive social benefits. Um, the workers on the Kolkazi, um, they receive sort of like a portion of what the net, um, income of their farm is. Hmm. Um, which is, which is, which is, which is based entirely on the harvest itself and their, their contribution as a farm laborer to the harvest. Um, so meaning that if you work on a Sovkazi, um, you're, you're essentially paid like a salary in most cases, whereas if you work on a kolkazi, you're you're paid on commission. Okay. So it, it it's better to work on a sabkazi than a kolkazi, um, and, and it sort of leads to this like lower production, um, this this sort of like fighting over different materials and labor, um, that that leads to sort of the agricultural um, section of the Soviet Union struggling. Okay. Um, and, and even though um, they, they've sort of uh, collectivized farming, there are private plots of land during this period, um, and those private plots also do produce a substantial part of the Soviet Union's uh, meat, milk, eggs, and vegetables. Okay. So outside of things like wheat, um, there are private farms still around, and, and they seem to be much better at doing what they're doing than the collective farms. Well, of course they're fucking better, because they're not... You know, it doesn't sound like they're beholden to the same bullshit. Yeah, exactly. They're not. They're not beholden to the same bullshit. Um, the farmers have have much freer reign to work. They don't have a boss telling them, you know, you need to do it this way when you know that you should be doing it another way. Yeah, like that type. It's of that thing. episode of The Office where they're like, it turns out when you leave people alone and let them do their job. They, they do, do it. it much better. They just they do their no, job. They just do their job. Like you know, they don't need a lot of motivation other than the fact that they're getting a paycheck. They just do their job. If you leave them the fuck alone. Mm-hmm. Um. So during this period, Lysenko begins um, sort of expanding um, his his sort of ideas and theories. Um, one of them is that he rejects Mendelian genetic inheritance, um, and and his and he sort of favors his own logic for it. Um, he, he describes uh, Mendel as being a reactionary and an idealist. Um, 
his he, he sort of combines his own ideas with those with another uh, Russian uh, agronomist named uh, Ivan Michurin. Um, and and Glysenko will also refer to his ideas as uh, Mich, uh, Michurinism. And I think one of the reasons why he does this is because during the Stalinist period, you don't want to become too prominent because if you become too prominent and too noteworthy, like Stalin will like hack you down. Yeah. So he, he sort of rides on the coattails of, of Michurin to get his ideas across. Hmm. Um, but his, his own ideas are not based on reality. Um, Mendelian genetics. <laughs> they're not, they're, they're not, not based... grounded in reality. Or or Lamarckian um or, or Lamarckian or Maurice, um, inheritance Lamarckian or or even Darwinism. Uh, he he doesn't he doesn't actually believe in Darwinism either. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um. All right. And and his ideas are sort of based on this sort of like concept of like simple breeding and improving crops. Um. And he also like works to sort of make sure his ideas um disprove those of geneticists like he purposely like crafts his arguments so that they would make geneticists look bad or sort of say that they're wrong um and his his ideas begin to become coined as lysenkoism oh jesus christ okay and and lysenkoism um or lysenkoism becomes very popular in in the Soviet Union and also in other communist countries eventually. Why is that? Um, the, be, because mostly because the Soviet Union is the ones handing out the science textbooks. So uh, they're like, yeah, this this Lysenkoism is great. Like, hey, we're getting we're getting huge numbers over here with this fake numbers. Like like for instance, <laughs> uh, Mao's Great Famine. Like one of the partial culprits be, behind like the famines in China under Mao are, are Lysenko's ideas mm-hmm. was so his ideas were put into practice and his ideas actually like were were, were used yes and we'll, we'll sort of get to his ideas Who? in practice mao lysenko no lysenko oh yeah well it's all shit no kebab. mao was definitely like his ideas got put into practice and yikes um and and lysenko also believes in what's called uh vitalism and, and vitalism is this idea that had been like, completely credited by the <laughs> by the 1930s by by 1931, and it's this belief that um, things that are alive, like plant matter, um, almost have like a life force to them, while damn right they objects do. like stone don't. That's absolutely true. Stone not like, living, you, plant yeah. live. Wait, wait, Steve, Steve, as a veteran, well, not the, that is like, just a this kind of makes sense. Wait for a minute, because it's going to get real dumb. It's called it's called sophistry. Uh, That's what it's called. Well, well, well. What he also claims too, for instance, is that plants are are self sacrificing. See what I'm um, saying? There it goes. There's the dumb shit. Meaning, meaning <laughs> that plants 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 don't die because you know they they don't get light or or moisture or any other <laughs> nutrients that they need. They they die to to deposit themselves over the growing roots of the next generation of plants so that they See, may live. This is why. <laughs> this is why I told you to wait before you said no. That makes sense. I told you to wait. <laughs> so, what one thing with Lysenko is is that he again remember he believes that the the traits of the parents are passed directly on to the child. Um, but when when he's sort of doing this, um, 
he doesn't believe, you know, like uh, of sort of using like laboratory sort of settings or, or other things, you know, where if, if you take an individual crop that you want to mate with another crop, you would you would separate or segregate them from the future breeds in order to yeah. ensure that, you know, your, your process is working. He doesn't do that. So he skips huge parts of the scientific yes, process. Yes, he's he's, okay. he's just completely ignoring it all because that's all you're capitalist saying, nonsense. You're saying he's against segregation. I mean, I'm okay with that. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. It's like a joke I heard the other day, which is, I'll tell you what, waterboarding in Guantanamo Bay sounds great if you don't know what either of those things are. <laughs> so he doesn't, and, and his theories... <laughs> His his theories don't take into account things like mutation, um, and they also or don't take into science. A, yeah, they don't they don't take into account that sense. that the traits that the traits you have at birth are sort of like the traits you're genetically set for your life. He doesn't take those into account because he believes that traits are acquired over the lifetime of a plant. Now, I will say this. Wait, there Steve, is a burgeoning. He makes sense. No, there, before you say he makes sense, there's only finished. one way that he makes sense, and it's not really <laughs> sense. Okay, it's not like he. I'm not saying that he's okay, but epigenetics is a burgeoning field of study, and yeah, so the genetic makeup of something can change in the like yeah. in vitro and after right, now, birth. Now, yeah, now, but now, but Steve, now, Professor, again, please. that's that's mutation. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're describing mutation, which he completely discounts. He says mutation doesn't happen. This fucking guy is going to fucking drive me <laughs> to drink. Wait, I'm already like doing says, that. Like, like his sort of idea is is that, say, like something develops cancer. Like, I know a plant can't develop like cancer as we know well, it, it as, as sort of animal beings. But, but sort of like a similar condition. Sure. His idea is that it didn't have that from birth. It developed that later on. And that if you were to breed the plant after it had that condition it would transfer that on to the 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 offspring it's now a cancer it's basically a cancer seed yeah instead of being the result um, of uh you know uh carcinogenic you know whatever it's it's literally it's changed into a cancer seed forever <laughs> yeah so is he arguing <laughs> that we get rid of all the seeds that that fucked up like well it, i I, I believe that's sort of his his argument. Fuck this um, Fuck him. But because because remember he doesn't believe in DNA or, or genetics. I don't, be and, I don't and believe in only, him. He'll he'll <laughs> only bring them he'll only bring them up to say that they don't exist and that these people are crazy. Right. Listen, Tercel Lysinopril is a fucking moron. Steve, let me. Tercel Lysinopril. Did this guy breed, Steve? No, please don't. I, say I believe did. he does. I, I believe he does have offspring. I, I'm not entirely sure. Um, <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Did any of them come out with any conditions? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, okay. Um, so, he has he has proof. three children. Okay, three. Yeah, he has uh, one daughter and two sons. I like. That. I don't. I don't think they um, so, went on to do anything of. Um, of, of note um but he did he did have children okay um so you have to remember since he says like dna doesn't exist he says that instead of the traits being contained within sort of like your dna that they're sort of within your entire body so they're in your dna um, 
And so you're and, in your, yeah, you're in your fucking DNA. Well, no, and, 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 and if you're, you're sort of puzzled about this, like every biologist outside the Soviet Union and, and, and a lot of them within were, were also puzzled by this because this went against like every sort of idea of, of heredity that had been sort of discovered by science over the last like 200 years at that point. Uh, the, the bullet doesn't come out of the gun. The bullet comes out of the barrel. Like, that's and, the kind of argument I'm hearing right now. And, and he also, he, he, he goes against even, like, Mendel, who's, like, the oldest of the old in terms of, like, uh, her, hereditary intel, um, inheritance. Um, so a, a lot of these scientists um, uh, don't, really, uh, don't really believe in what he's saying. Um, For good reason. But but Lysenko is, is sort of also arguing that there is um, that there's not only like competition um, within sort of like the the natural world. He he also claims there's uh, mutual assistance um, among individuals within a species, um, and that it also exists um, throughout all of them um, in an idea that sort of combines sort of like a communist idea with to the plants and plant kingdom. Because remember the plants. You're saying he's applying communist ideology to plants. Yes, the the, the plants. Remember when they die, they're not dying to to because they don't have like the proper nutrients or whatever. You didn't you didn't put your plant in the light and water it enough. They they died because that plant is sacrificing itself to the next the next generation of plants. That plant is, is to sacrificing itself to communist Russia. Let me ask you a question. Mother Just Russia. On a personal note, do you do you guys think that guys like that should be committed? Yes. What about you, Steve? Well, I don't think he should be committed. I don't think he should be running the agricultural sector for a giant nation. Right, but for, what do you do? For no, no, no. You, what do you do, what do you though? Do? You know, like, ugh. He needs to be committed because he's he's thumbing his nose in the face of well, this is, scientific concepts. Well, this you is like, to, what's like, his face? Uh, who's that one, that one rapper. That, that one rapper who died and he was going to... Uh, he was gonna post that documentary about that. It's like Doctor Sevi. I don't know. That the do- the doctor who claims that you can cure cancer by only eating a diet of like fruits and things okay. like that. Oh, the this Steve Jobs. The Steve Jobs free method. Free speech is just gone too far. Like we need to reel in this free speech. A but little bit. but this is this is the level he is. He's gone from. If he lived today, he would be a Facebook poster. He would be running like a scam website selling people supplements right. over the internet. He's Paul Joseph Watson or whatever the but, fuck that but in, name but is. But instead of selling people like Brain Force One, <laughs> he, he's, he's like Brain he's Force running. One. Is that a real he's, product? Yes. Uh, Alex Jones sells it. Holy shit, dude. Um, All right, here's what we need to do. Here's what we need to do. We need to get a bottle of Brain Force One. Ryan and I are going to take it for a week. And then I'm we're going to do an episode, and you're going to quiz us about every podcast we've had and see how our recall is. Oh it's going to be perfect. We'll do one God. hour on of non-Brave Force One recall and one hour um, of pure well, Brave well, Force Well, Steve, one. we're not even going to get to that because, like, one of you is going to take it, and then you're just going to turn into the star child from 2001 to Space Odyssey. Right. It's I'm like just going to float off. The lights whiz by you, and then you're just a fetus in orbit. Listen, yeah. listen, it's called Brain Force Plus, and it's thirty-nine ninety-five. Oh, man. I thought it would be Brain Force One, because, you know, like... There is a Brain Force One on the longevity edge, exceptional limitations, not the InfoWars store. Because, like, Brain Force it One's is... funnier to me, because, you know, I used to have Air Force One shoes, you know? Yeah. So... Okay, watch this. Here we go. I'm going to do an ad read for Brain Force One, because I have it pulled Let's up. Let's hear it. 
Brain Force One is the next wave in brain technology. <laughs> Are you feeling the brain fog? Do you need to fuel your focus and concentration while boosting your brain's nutrition and promoting mental clarity, giving you heightened creativity? Wow, they're, whoever wrote this is fucking stupid. They're putting commas in places that it shouldn't be. Let me read that again because, wow, they're dumb. Need to fuel your focus and concentration <laughs> while boosting your brain's nutrition and promoting mental clarity, giving you heightened creativity? Then stop right there and look no further. The Longevity's Edge Patent Brain Formula One formula contains natural antioxidants with red wine, polyphenols, and bacopa monier extracts. Lion mane adaptogenic Oh, uh, fucking extract. mushroom crap. Here we go. Bro, your happiness is guaranteed for only $84.95, available by subscription for only $74.95 a month. You can choose one bottle or a subscription. Subscribe now. Brainforce One. Dude, I mean, first of all, you, you need to change careers. And second of all, <laughs> that is... That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my that life. Is, Steve made a good point because you said free speech has gone too far. I disagree. I think that the vast majority of people know that that shit is fucking nonsense, right? But the yeah. problem is you have a very real subset of the population who cannot. And that's not my problem. That's not my problem. They're not my problem. But then you have shit like... However, the- however, let me, let me finish my point. What you okay. just read should not be legal to put up there. No, not at all. It shouldn't be because you're making medical claims and then mm-hmm. right underneath well, it they just put like a subtext that just says we do not <laughs> make any medical claims. Well, well <laughs> it's yeah, hilarious. A, a, a lot a, of that is is thanks get to around legally. Well, a, a lot of that is thanks to Republican lawmakers from Utah. Yep. Um, because because Utah is like the MLM capital of the United States. And, and they sort of – and also there was a thing about vitamins and, and like sort of like essentially the GNC type market, but just sort of like all this garbage that doesn't actually like really impact your health. Like there was there was sort of like a move to regulate this and prevent people from promoting these things that were in some cases actually killing people. Um, but these, these lawmakers came in and made it so that people can sell things like BrainForce One still. Yeah, it's it's the whole organic food thing. You know, when you go to buy something organic, it only has to meet a certain percentage of organic for it to be sold as organic. I, I just, to this day, I'm shocked by that. Like, I cannot believe yeah, that's they, the deal. They they grow organic and, and regular food and there's usually all, under the same conditions. And there's only, like, well, no, they have to meet a regulatory body's... Well, uh, well, the, well, the thing is, is that the farmers who grow organic crops and the regulations are so slim that they usually end up getting the same treatment that the regular crops get because there's no way to really separate them with how they're grown. There's only just slight differences up to the level. So they're still getting like certain levels of pesticide. They're still getting certain levels of things that other plants are getting as yeah. like an offset of being grown next to a regular crop. Just so we are on the same page. I get that. And that's kind of what I'm saying. Uh, but at the same time, uh, the best analogy I was ever given is that truly organic food is vegan. Like, not vegan in ideology, but vegan in, like, as an example. Uh, yeah. In yeah. order to eat that way, you can't eat in a regular restaurant because their meat has touched things. Milk is there. Like, you, and if you ask for any food, they're going to be like, well, no. 
and really vegans will not eat anywhere well i'm not talking about vegans i'm you know vegans is different well, thing. i mean but like just but on, on your on your thing they won't eat anywhere but a vegan restaurant because they because you don't because they literally the can't the dairy because yeah. it won't like steve said there's no way to keep the two separate you can't not in a regular restaurant it has to be a vegan restaurant or not yeah. and that's the thing yeah. with organic it either is or it fucking isn't if well, it's, it's agribusness it isn't <laughs> You know, hey, well, you're you're, you're essentially taking a kosher a kosher halal argument, but yeah, oh sure, absolutely, yeah. same thing, vegan kosher but, halal, they're all the same bullshit. But not 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 to get off on, on a tangent, sure. Um, Lysenko, um, he he also believes uh, more in in you know this is literally to nature. the trilateral tangent, right? Like we tangent constantly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The trilateral tangent. Perfect. <laughs> um, for for instance, that's a uh, new Lys- fucking podcast name. The trilateral tangent. I don't get off on a rant here, but Dennis Miller's an asshole. Um, so well, one thing Lysenko <laughs> believes is that the amount of milk, for instance, that a cow will produce is based on how well the cow was treated. God damn! I want so bad to once again be like, I mean, kind of in a way. Well, he's not. He's cow. not a hundred percent wrong because. Cows are smart. Wait, Steve, 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 pull it back. Wait for the <laughs> well, second part of this. Well, when I say like how the cow is treated, I don't mean like <laughs> how it's how it's fed and things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean like, are you like massaging it or like talking nicely to it? Like he he's essentially saying to get a cow to produce more milk, you have to give it like the wagyu beef treatment where you're like what feeding it beer and like massaging it level stuff. That's true. What the fuck is wrong? He's with not. This guy? He's not. It's probably uh, the only thing he ever got uh, right. Better me. To to give you. To give you another example of like his logic he comes is, from is that you're, you're all familiar counts. with like what a cuckoo is, right? The clock. Yeah. Well, the bird. Uh, a, a cuckoo is an actual type of bird. Yeah. It's what's called a brood parasite. Right. Um, and and what a okay. cuckoo does is it lays its eggs in another bird's nest, and then its bir- its its baby will hatch in that nest. Right. Nest. It, it cucks the bird's and the, nest. The other mother will <laughs> will feed That's the cuckoo. That's where it comes from. <laughs> And then the, the cuckoo will either usually knock the other baby birds out of the nest, and then when the cuckoo is large enough, it'll, it'll like, fly away. Oh, um, shit. So it doesn't only just take the food. It also says, fuck you to the other birds? Yeah, it, it kills bad. off its competitors and the, and the original bad. actual children of the bird. Okay. Um, but he, he believes that the cuckoo comes not from uh, this, this process of happening, but because the mother bird fed one of the baby birds... A um a, a hairy caterpillar. I'm sorry, what? Say that so again? that because the mother bird had fed this baby bird a hairy caterpillar, that bird had transformed from whatever the original breed of warbler was into a cuckoo. What year is this roughly ballpark? This isn't like the 30s. Okay, so we're 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 well established that you don't just yes. use species. So he's just oh my god, this guy's so fucking and, dumb. And Lysenko also believes that fertilization is not something that happens randomly, as in, like, when animals have sex, it's not because, you know, they see another animal of their their species and they have sex with them, which is, like, anyone who owns an unfixed, like, dog knows this is, like, how it works. That, Mm -hmm. like, that, like, an unfixed animal, when it's in heat, will, like, have sex with anything it can. Yes, it will Um, hump your arm if it's a dog. Yeah, but so so Lysenko essentially says 
that that these animals are specifically choosing their mates to find the best mate that they're not just like having sex with any members of their species they can right. that they're like choosing yeah um sex is the, a higher perfect order thought mate. instead of impulse they're not humans like, yeah they're they're incapable of that level of thinking look bro even humans sex is an impulse because like there there are some animals like birds where you know they have like the colorful displays to sort of attract a partner Peacocks. like where that happens yeah. but that's that it, it's not like a higher level thinking other than that one's more colorful it, yeah, it, it's it's it, literally I want to pass on my genetics that one's colorful that one will work no yeah no, that one no, that no, one has my attention for the second before the colors come out the birds are already horny it's an impulse like the, that's just a mating ritual that's it's like steve said it's nothing more than just the color but at the yeah. but before that there's an impulse this guy's saying that there's that there's no impulse that they're just choosing like that he's but, he's saying they're going on like animal tinder right and, like swiping right swiping left <laughs> left 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 fish picture right. <laughs> buy something uh, here they're on uh, like uh, hot or not for fucking corn um and and eventually too after world war ii um he'll he'll sort of become attached to another sort of like quack um scientist named um olga uh Lepashinskaya. um and she's a biologist who claims that she can create cells um from combining um, now, she... egg yolk with non-cellular matter now, is she russian what the fuck yes 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 steve i think olga (laughs) lepashinskaya is is russian i mean she could be ukrainian (laughs) let's go back actually our friend create cells from egg yolk and nonsense what the yeah see this this is called specious it's science with no fucking reasoning at all. It's just superficially oh plausible. So yeah. I think I'm having a stroke just trying to put that two, those two things. You know, what? Ryan, and so, I'm going to tell you, you're an EMT, right? A paramedic, but yeah, the distinction really doesn't matter. Okay. So basically, you know, I, I got an idea for you, right? Next time uh-huh. you have a COVID patient, why don't you just inject the Lysol, like the disinfectant, right in? I'll do that and I'll shine a flashlight up their ass. It should be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> what? It sounds like it should work. <laughs> I'm gonna just, put a just shove an right LED light, and I'm gonna inject them with Lysol. You think that'll cure COVID? Well, you know the other. Just, just put a UV light in their ass. Exactly. See, that'll work. <laughs> and then, you know, the other thing I heard, um, and uh, I don't want to uh, be wrong on this. I heard that there's this drug called hydrochloroquine that works great. Now, there's about um, 950,000 studies that say that it doesn't do anything, but um, I still think it's great. So you should take that. There, uh, and I'll just mention this real quick. There's a physician that I work with that will tell you that he has had multiple patients specifically reference hydrochloroquine by name, but when you ask them what medication they take, they cannot tell you what medications they take. They have a picture, but they can damn sure tell you hydrochloroquine, okay, without any problems. It's insane. It is absolute insanity. We've gone off the deep end. Um, so what what happens when all of this sort of like five year plans are kicking off and the collectivization of farm labor? Um, uh, a propagandist named Isaac um, President uh, brings Lysenko into the public uh, sphere, um, using uh, propaganda to portray him as this genius who's who's sort of like uh, revolutionizing um, agriculture. 
Hmm. Um, and because Lysenko is, is sort of being supported by Soviet propaganda, because he's not only claiming that he can give them, you know, better harvest, he's also claiming he can realize their dream of having a perpetual harvest. You know, that they're, they're going to be growing forever. You know, that they're not just going to be, like, planting, like, following the, the traditional sort of cycle of growing. Right. That they're going to be perpetually sort of farming. That you're going to be able to grow and harvest year-round. See, and the other thing is, like, that is just the ultimate propaganda right there. You're just playing on everyone's needs to eat and, like, live a safe life and a prosperous life and just... Ugh. Um... Lysenko uses this popularity to sort of denounce um, genetics and, and to promote his own his own practices. And the propaganda machine as well, um, they overstate and promote his successes. Um, oftentimes he uses uh, fake experimental results and they omit any of his failures. Oh, what's that guy that was the uh, original anti-vaxxer? Who's, it, who's that fuckhead that did, did that too? Um, that that one British doctor. I know you're talking about. I can't remember took, his they, name. They literally took his medical licenses. No, you can't practice medicine because you're too much of a dipshit. You want to fraud. You want to uh, you know make fake. God, what is his name? Anyway, I can't remember his name, but it doesn't yeah. matter. His name should Him. his name should it's be the same thing. his name should be forgotten yeah. because um, he's a he's a forgettable fuck. So, yeah, so the 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 newspapers which are controlled by the party and the state the the party and the state are one and the same so when, when i say the party or the state i'm talking about the same body uh, steve um, the newspapers are were controlled by george soros at that time okay yes <laughs> well you see at this time steve george soros is the state exactly um, exactly was he like not even born yet he was he was he he was alive during the holocaust because that's one of the things they claimed is that he was that that he was that he was aiding the nazis in the holocaust as a small child yeah he was like four (laughs) but but ryan he was leading as a jew he was leading the nazis to the other jews so they could be killed because you know he's he's evil anything Um, anything to make the guy evil you're gonna tell me the four-year-old was leading an army no i don't believe that (laughs) um so the Good. the party papers the party papers also come down and anyone who attempts to criticize Lysenko, uh the party uh, the the papers begin to like question their motives like saying like why why are you questioning him like like what do they have to gain by by questioning this brave man of socialist science um yeah. how dare and, you question this fucking nerd man this all really <laughs> sounds familiar like that the, the... The entire like uh, dynamic that you're describing sounds like another and, person I know. Yeah, and and he also is more popular as well because uh, most scientists, I, I would say all actual scientists, um, they're they're very much obsessed with sort of having patience and, and observing um, uh, results, you know, in order to have things uh, properly under the scientific method. Uh, Lysenko sort of throws all that to the wind, so his sort of like immediate results. Um, sort of philosophy with with quote unquote science is is also something the state loves. Mm. Um, so Lysenko becomes uh, he becomes um, admitted into the hierarchy of the Communist Party um, and put in charge of of agriculture. He he becomes very popular, remember, because he's from peasant stock. You know, his family are peasants. Um, he he's often referred to as being in, in propaganda as being a quote unquote barefoot doctor. Um, which is a term that gets used a lot in communist China under Mao. Um, during the, the Cultural Revolution, when they send um, young people from the cities into the countryside, 
Um, those that are doctors are referred to as barefoot doctors, um, mostly because they're essentially just handed a medical bag and told to go practice medicine. Jeez. What? Okay. Um, he, he begins to call um, geneticists um, and, and other biologists who are critical of them. He, he calls them fly lovers and people haters. Um, and this is mostly because um, geneticists at this time, and, and I believe even today, um, the main sort of animal they use is the fruit fly. Yeah, absolutely. That's the number um, one thing that you use. Just and, because and, it's, it's a very fast life cycle. And it's very simple, like genetically. It's a simple, yeah. And very they're very, they're very easy to take care of. They're very easy um, to anesthetize without killing them. Um, and they also yield a lot of offspring. So that they're sort of ideal, yeah. like rats, for a um, for sort of like an experimental um, situation. Um, but mm -hmm. but he sort of uses this to say like these these weirdos are obsessed with um, um, flies, and he also calls these people um, wreckers. Uh -oh. Um, uh -oh. which, which remember, uh -oh. like, wreckers is the term for, for people who are going to sabotage it. And he claims yeah, cool that these biologists are, are going to um, to damage the Soviet economy and, and wish to undermine it. These sons of bitches. Sons of fucking bitches. And, and again, um, he he doesn't, um, he, he denies a, um, he denies that there's any distinction between theoretical and applied biology. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also um, decries things like concept, uh, uh, other things like control groups and um, statistics. What? Because remember, I mean, he we says know that he denies statistics. We know that, but how can you deny a control group like without a control group? You know what? It's just going to make me mad. Never mind. Well, you have to you have to ask yourself this question. At Here some point, did he himself? do these things and deny these things or at some point was his message co-opted by the soviets and oh, essentially no just, you know propped up and no he, no he could, no no, no steve you'll, you'll you'll come to find out that he is not only 100 percent behind this he, he's also 100 percent behind literally murdering the people who are opposed to his ideas and again the soviet government is very happy with him because his ideas are, are sort of like they can tell these to peasants and, and sort of like try to get the peasants to work harder. Um, and, and some of the ideas he has, for instance, is that like if you plant seeds closer together, um, that they'll they'll grow better or, or they'll grow the same. So you can plant more in a, in a plot because he, he calls it the law of the life what? of species. Because remember, he says that plants are selfless, so plants of the same class aren't going to compete with each other. Oh so, my fucking god. So, so these plants are going to fight over resources, and they'll, they'll coexist peacefully. So you, so you don't need to divide up um, plants and plots, you know, like people normally do. Like when, when people hoe a field and, and you plant them spaced apart, he says you don't need to do that. This okay. I knew he, this kid in fourth grade who literally ate a a whole Crayola crayon for a dollar because people said that he wouldn't do it. And somehow in fourth grade, Catholic school, they got a dollar together, and this kid ate a crayon Crayola. This guy's dumber than him. Like, he, oh my god! Well, he, he also yeah, but fourth grade eating a crayon. Is that's pretty normal behavior. I mean, like, no, 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 that's acceptable in like kindergarten and preschool, not fourth. Uh, he, no, bro, uh, 
You should be. It, you should be. You should be eating the rubber well, cement. Well, well, well I don't think you want to apply well, your normative argument to fourth graders. I think there's a big gap there. Well, you know, what well, you we'll, think we'll they should this be. One. Yeah, we're gonna we'll, do we'll another episode this one about for this. the trilateral court. Yeah, we'll do this but about it, Ryan's it's, fourth it seems, grade. It, to, to quote to quote the president at that age, it seems marginal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get uh, that joke. Uh, what was that? Because <laughs> remember, he he asked the kid, "Does Bro. he still believe in Santa at age seven? Oh my God! Said, yeah, now I got he says it. At seven, at seven, it seems marginal. What a fucking! Do you, how jerk did you off. miss that? No, I didn't miss God it. Damn. I I forgot. I genuinely forgot about. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's, there's so a bit of lot of bullshit this yeah. this last four years. Oh my God! It seems the highlights. Wait, uh, it seems. Do you, do you remember when he saluted the North Korean general? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Um, the military is not he, voting for me. <laughs> he's our commander in chief, and he saluted a North Korean general. <laughs> the general looked so happy when he did it too. Like Yo, he was so if you amused. Look, listen, if you look up this photo, the best part of the photo is Kim Jong Un behind everybody looking at Donald Trump. Like, what the fuck is this guy doing? He has this look on his face of complete like astonishment mixed with. What the fuck? It's amazing the second this photo was snapped. And even the North Korean general is kind of like, I'm trying to shake your hand. Why are you saluting me? I'm I'm, I'm not your friend. Like, I don't, I don't know if you got this, bro, but um, I'm not your friend. Um, so, Lysenko uh, <laughs> also believes that if you, um, the depth that you plant seeds will control, like, how they grow like to the height that they'll grow so that if you plant them closer to the surface they'll grow higher because they don't have to fight as much to 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 get out of the soil because he he believes you know in the sort of like thing that they have like a finite amount of energy but if they're they're lower oh in the soil, my they'll grow, god they'll grow lower how many be hardier steve are you doing this on purpose are you really fucking uh, yeah how like many no. how many One goddamn analogies are you gonna make to the guy to the leader huh um, <laughs> you're so, saying the seeds have a finite amount of energy, right? You can't work them too much because, you know, they'll run out and then they can't get on the aerodyne. But, but, a, but a problem a problem with this is that if you plant seeds uh, too close to the surface, um, they'll get eaten by birds or they'll get washed away by the rains. Right, and people might and throw if you plant them too soup deep, at them. The, the, the seeds are going to sprout because they can't get out of the dirt. Take a, take a deep breath, bro. Trust me. I'm with you. I am with you. I, I usually, man, I I, with you. I usually I, have I'm, two beers on Saturday. I'm at three. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm mad at how fucking just, just thumbing his nose in the face of everything that science is like pretty much agreed upon that this guy is doing right now. I feel now. bad because I'm God, like, I'm so mad. I feel bad because I'm like looking for reasons not to accept that that's what he was doing too. Like I just I keep looking for like uh, some way out of it. He's huffing his own farts. He's he's, he's just, just a grifter, pure and simple. Like he's 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 that guy. I I think there was a point where he might have known that like his things were off, but because like he he believes in it so strongly, like 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 a cult leader who comes to believe he actually is a god. You know, at, at first there's sort of this like cynical belief, you know, that I'm just sort of like fleecing these people or I'm lying. And, and I'm sort of getting away with it. He eventually comes to believe, you know, that because he's been getting away with it for so long, that it is true. 
So do you think when he first started his endeavor, do you think he actually believed the bullshit that he was spewing? Or did was he just kind of like, oh, fuck, they believe it. Okay, I'm well, not going to say I think what, what Lysenko is, is to give like sort of an analogy that many He's the Hudsucker proxy. Well, he's, <laughs> he's like those people who post their art online, like on DeviantArt or, or wherever they posted today. Right, they're inflation they're like, Here, Here's my art. I, I want your criticism of my art. But, but nothing, like, mean or whatever. And when somebody gives, like, some good constructive criticism, they get mad and they say, like, well, I just, I, I just wanted you to say it was nice or whatever. And, okay. and then they keep doing what they're doing. I think he's, like, at that level uh, of, like, oh. of, like, ego in terms of, like, what he's doing and what he thinks he's doing. Oh, okay. Um, so... In 1935, he he comes out and he calls those that are opposed to his his like biology as being similar to kulaks. Um, he he also um, says that the traditional geneticists are, are anti-Marxist. Um, and and he gives during the speech that he gives where he says all this, um, Stalin is in the audience and, and he is the first to stand and applaud Lysenko. Wow. And, and, and he says, quote-unquote, oh, bravo, God. comrade Lysenko, bravo. So and because Stalin he, knew what was up. I mean, Stalin was not stupid. And so, because Stalin is, is like, applauding this guy, it emboldens him further um, to slander geneticists and all those who are, like, opposed to him. Oh, my oh God. My God. Um, and, and outside the Soviet You're Union... You're fucking doing this on purpose. It, Even the goddamn Nazis agree with geneticists. What the fuck is wrong like, with this one particular idiot? And to give idiot. a sort of like a parallel between the Nazis and this, this is very similar to sort of like what the Nazis did with with physics, where I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but um, because you know Albert Einstein was Jewish, um, the Nazis yeah. referred to Albert Einstein's theories as being like completely false, and they sort of came okay. up with a version of physics that sort of tried to excise all of like Einstein's theories and similar things. Because they referred to it as Jewish physics, and they came up with what was called uh, douche physics, or, okay. or Deutsch physics. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm physics. sorry. Uh, <laughs> douche physics? No, but uh, I'll take Let's go ahead physics. and go with that. Let's go with the first one. Douche yeah, physics. It's yeah. definitely I think you. Physics. I think you want to just go ahead just, and stay with that. What should we call for it? Of, for the sake of accuracy, because we are the trilateral troika, it is Deutsch physics. Yeah, it's but Deutsch yeah, physics. Douche physics for 100% douche physics. Go ahead. Can I make uh, that the is, name of the episode, by the way? Is that all right? Douche physics, yes. Yeah. It's just going to be uh, ten- Tennessee Lysistrata douche physics. <laughs> it's going to be tepid lisinopril douche physics. Um, so these, these, these foreign, these foreign uh, scientists are sort of, um, uh, sort of attacking him, saying, you know, that he's just, like, completely ignorant of, like, the basics of... Of like genetics and like plant physiology, and and Lysenko and not even wrong. And Lysenko calls them, you know, bourgeois, and and he says that they're sort of like tools of of the imperialists. <laughs> You're damn right um, they are. And and he also <laughs> he also is especially critical of of um, of American physicists because remember they're the ones using the, the science. And, and sort of like pioneering um, genetics. They're the ones using science. Who use? Yes, <laughs> using that bu- using that bougie ass scientific. What is this hypothesis around here? We just make sure. I happen. don't need to explain how it works. It just works <laughs> uh, that way. Hey. 
Hey, because Yosef, 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 watch this. I'm going to make wheat go from the winter to the spring. Okay, I'm going to put it in the hat. Watch the hat. <laughs> watch the hat. I wave the magic wand. And hey, it's spring wheat. Hey, Yosef, don't kill me, please. Jesus so because, because he's unable to deal with his critics outside of the Soviet Union, um, Lysenko moves to silence all of his critics within the Soviet Union. Um, and he has... Um, he, he reports these scientists to the secret police, uh, many of who um, lose their postings and jobs and are left destitute, um, while, while hundreds, possibly thousands, um, are rounded up and dumped into um, prisons um, or psychiatric hospitals. Jesus um, Christ. It was a very common thing in the Soviet Union to put people who were um, opposed to uh, the, the way of things, opposed to communism or, or certain points of the Soviet government into psychiatric hospitals by claiming they were crazy. Is that like when you say psychiatric hospitals, is that like psychiatric hospitals with quotation marks? They're really just re-education camps. Well, no, it's an actual like psych psychiatric hospital where they're putting you in a padded room. Like this, this is like old school psychiatric hospitals where they're like constantly injecting you with, with drugs that make you a zombie and, and like Fucking giving people lobotomies yeah. and stuff like okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Like you ever see uh one flew over the cuckoo's nest? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like that level okay. of psychiatric hospital. Okay. Um, and, and a number of them are actually sentenced to death, um, including um, Nikolai Vavilov um, in 1940. Scientists. Scientists sentenced to death because they don't agree with this goddamn fucking clown's um, ideas. But, but before, right? the, before the, yeah, before the rise of, um, of Lysenko, um, the Soviet Union actually had a very strong genetics community. Um, but Lysenko's efforts just like completely destroy um, genetic science within the Soviet Union and set it back and also agricultural science by about half a century. Jesus Christ. That's not bad. <laughs> but um, but in, in, in 1947, um, there begins to be a criticism of Lysenko after, a, uh, after an article is published as critical of, um, of him um, in the main uh, Soviet um, philosophical science journal, and also um, criticisms of him are repeated at conferences later that year. Hmm. Um, okay. In, in 1948, um, April of 1948, uh, Yuri uh, Zhadanov, the, the son of the, the party boss of, of Leningrad, which is sort of like essentially the mayor of Leningrad. Sure. Like, when, when you're the party boss of a city, it means you're the actual mayor as opposed to the mayor. Oh, I thought you were, like, the one who, like, threw, like, them jam up parties, bro. Like, got them big speakers, well, I, like, had a I, I'm party. sure he did because he was an alcoholic and it eventually killed him. Oh, um, fuck yeah. My dude was definitely so, jamming. So, so Andre uh, uh, Zhadanov um, oh, is, is his father. Um, and, and Yuri Zhadanov is, is a chemist, um, and he, he sort of um, addresses a party of um, party officials um, as the head of the science sector of the Central Committee and uh, sort of attacks Lysenko um, and says that he's not really even following uh, Michurin's um, sort of theories behind the selective breeding of plants um, and that he's suppressing all those who come against him. Um, and okay. he says that people in the science sector um, need to suffer more criticism and also do self-criticism. And, and self-criticism is this thing that's popular in, in communist countries, whereby um, you have to sort of like go in front of a group and give an essay on like what you did wrong. 
that's a good thing though. It it, like, it Ryan, it let me stop you right it's there. Humility. Let me stop you right humility. there, Ryan. He's about to tell you why it's not a good thing. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> it, it's, it, it's a good thing if you actually did something wrong. But if you didn't do anything wrong, and, like, your your boss just sort of tells you, like, you need to give this essay, and if you don't give this essay... We're going to kill you. Your ass is going to be out on the street, or you're going to be in the gulag. Yeah, either you write okay. an essay about what you did wrong, or I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> A little uh, of a but, Sophie's choice. But but when Lysenko hears about this, he writes to Stalin and complains that he's being persecuted. Um, and he says that if something isn't done about this, he's going to resign from being the president of the, the institute he's the head of, which is the Lenin Academy of Agricultural Sciences. Um, so uh, Zhadanov has to write a, a, a letter of self-criticism for his uh, quote-unquote incorrect report on matters of Soviet biology. In, on August 7th of 1948, after a, um, a week-long sort of session that's organized by Lysenko and, and is approved by Stalin, um, the VI Lenin Academy of Agricultural Sciences, um, they, they begin publicly stating that Lysenkoism is the only theory that should be taught, and it's the only correct theory. Okay. Um, it, so they just want Russia's agriculture to fail. Okay. And and Soviet scientists are forced to make denunciations of scientists and works that contradict Lysenko. That's oh my god. Um, and, and again, um, these criticisms are called bourgeois and fascist. Um, and and other um in. And those that are, are sort of like, along with Lysenko's theories, are called non-bourgeois theories. Um, and, and this is something that's also happening in other fields of, of Soviet um, science and literature, such as linguistics and art, um, that are um, becoming prominent. Hmm. Um, and the only scientists that are really able to escape this um, during Stalin's reign are the nuclear physicists. And, and this is largely because Stalin knows that he needs the nuclear physicists to make him a bomb and, and to maintain the Soviet nuclear arsenal, that, that they're sort of free from these um, sort of witch hunts that Lysenko was organizing. Because at this time, Lysenko was also effectively the head of Soviet science. Also, I feel like Lysenko knows he can't go after nuclear physicists because he knows less than dick about nuclear physics. And I feel like he would be outed immediately when he tries to go in there and be like, my ideas are the ones that are correct, and well, nuclear scientists are you, just looking you, at him like, bro, no. You, you say that, but that that's essentially like how he works in biology, the field that he specializes in, where biologists are actually like saying like actual science and using scientific terminology and scientific names. And then like Lysenko just walks in there, probably like half shirt untucked, and he's just <laughs> like, he's just like, well, you know, if you grow the peas... If you plant them at this height, they'll grow to this height, and that makes a better harvest. And then everybody stands up and applauds. <laughs> Jesus. I feel like that's like the, the Bill Cosby fucking... <laughs> well, if you, you put these with the potatoes... <laughs> Theo um, Huxtable. If so, you mix the peas with the potatoes, you get the potato plant. So Lysenko will, will will effectively remain in control of um, 
his his field of of science in the Soviet Union until 1965, um, but but his influence begins to decline rapidly after the death of Stalin in 1953. What what happens is is that he he comes up with sort of like an experimental. No, Steve, like, what model. happened was is that there was fucking farming at the edge well, of the he, saber. That's what it was. Yeah, but but what <laughs> happens is is that when Khrushchev takes over, um, Lysenko shows him a model farm and impresses him. Um, just, just sort of like a, a, a Disney version of like a farm, and and so like Khrushchev is impressed, and and so Lysenko keeps his position, but scientists keep keep coming out of this because remember um, when Khrushchev makes the secret speeches, um, he he denounces Stalin for attacking members of the Communist Party, mm-hmm. and he begins closing down the gulags. So because he begins sort of like rehabilitating all these victims of Stalin. These people that Lysenko walked away are coming back into the fold and getting their old jobs back. Oh, okay. Um, so people criticizing him as well is becoming acceptable because of this new sort of like trend in the Soviet Union because Stalin's no longer in charge. People are able to actually yeah. make criticisms within a certain framework. Yeah, that's what I was saying. When you take away the fucking head of the snake, the snake dies. Essentially, yeah, yeah. That's um, and in, and, and in again, I insist that you're doing this on purpose. <laughs> in in 1962, um, three prominent um, Soviet physicists, um, Yakov uh, Zeldovich, uh, Vitaly Ginzburg, and Pyotr uh, uh, Pyotr uh, Pyotr um, Kapitsa, um, they they sort Peter of Kapitsa. Um, they, they make a case against uh, Lysenko claiming that he, he's actually practicing pseudoscience. Um, they, they bring up the fact that he's used political power in order to silence and eliminate his opponents. Um, and they also occur during a period um, where sort of like the structure of the Soviet Union is, is in a state of upheaval. As, as sort of like things are beginning replaced due to the actions of Khrushchev and also as a result of the actions of Khrushchev. Hmm. Um, in, in 1964, um, a physicist that speaks out against Lysenko, Andre um, uh, Sakharov, uh, um, in the General Assembly of the Academy of Science, uh, Sciences of the Soviet Union states, he is responsible for the shameful backwardness of Soviet biology and of genetics in particular, for the dissemination of pseudoscientific views, for adventurism, for the degradation of learning, and for defamation, firing, arresting, even death of many genuine scientists. Um, the Soviet press begins um, printing articles that are anti-Lysenko, um, and they appeal um, for a restoration of the scientific method in all fields of biology and the agricultural sciences. Um, after Khrushchev is dismissed in 1964 and Brezhnev becomes the new premier, um, the president of the Soviet Academy of Sciences um, declares that uh, Lysenko is no longer immune to criticism. Good. Um, what? A, a, a commission is sent to investigate um, the records that are kept by Ryan, Lysenko's even experimental after farm. Four years. I mean, I'm sorry. Even after 20, 30, 20. A lot of years. It's over 30 years. Even after three decades. Yeah, I said yeah, four yeah, years. You're, you're, yeah, you're over I said four years, but I was thinking of someone else. Even after three decades of 
just lying and making things up as they as he went along. You know, it's good that it finally ended. Jesus Christ. So they they go to his experimental farm. They they look at his records. They they see what his methods are, which his methods were were very secretive before. He he wouldn't reveal them uh, under sort of like uh, under the veil of sort of like the secrecy that he didn't want people to steal them, such as enemies of the Soviet Union. Um, but but once his like ideas, it, it actually like all of this is sort of like shown to the light. Um, uh, um, several months after this, they make a devastating crit- uh, critique of Lysenko. Um, in the public sphere good um and he he's immediately disgraced and in 1965 um he's removed from his post um at the academy of sciences um and he's restricted to his experimental farm um which is um which is dissolved soon after this you mean the farm dissolved because it's based on principles of junk science <laughs> yeah <laughs> not him, not him. He... although we would like to dissolve him <laughs> yeah, too he's okay but his farm just completely collapsed under the earth. It was and a dark, it was and a, it was made under Lysenko's principles. And a dark so sunk into the earth soon after. A dark goddess came out <laughs> named Slaneshki, and she was there to let him know that he fucked up. Um, so he he spends the last years of his life lying um, in, in sort of. <laughs> it, <laughs> Well, he spent it's, it's the first of, fucking, like, 99% of his life lying. I figured he'd just go with it, you know? He, he spends the rest of his dead. life Fuck in it. sort of um, obscurity and disgrace. Um, he dies in Moscow in 1976. Um, and then, um, at the time of his death, the, the Soviet government um, did not report on it until two days after he died. And they only gave, a, like, a passing note about it in, in one of the papers. Good, fuck him. He's not even worthy of that. His it, ass should have been buried on fucking G7 in between Help Wanted and Classified. That's that's pretty much where he was buried. He was, he was like, him. buried at the back of, like, the obituaries. Uh. Good fu- in between Family Circus and fucking Help Wanted. No. <laughs> what would have been, been better is if they buried him in an honest-to-goodness working farm. Like, so that for eternity, should there be something that survives the state of the brain and the parasympathetic nervous system that we refer to as the soul. Should there be something like that, okay, that survives death, it just has to sit there in a fucking manure cage while corn and fucking shit is grown using genetic principles over and over forever. I can just see him in his grave just... Yeah. The the genetics way. doesn't work. I don't care how much corn you show me. <laughs> Fuck. And that, so that is, is the, the saga life and times of Toblerone Lysinabrite. <laughs> of Toblerone Lysol. No, what was it? Tercel Lysol. <laughs> what, what was his name again? Trophim Lysenko. I can't think of I can't think of his first name. Like Trophim. It's not kind of sounds like a like a Skyrim NPC, you know? <laughs> Toyota Lysol. Get me some of these... Get away mag- from there. Get me some of these magic <laughs> seeds from a high growth hey, car. Hey, hey, guys, guys. <laughs> hey, you're awake. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> you're awake. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're finally awake. We're going. Well, you're finally awake, eh? Listen, I've got this farm, and I've got these ideas. Okay? We're going anyway, to take- that's watch, the why watch. they're bringing me here to have my head cut off. <laughs> so watch this. I can, I can actually... I can make... 
Spring wheat from winter wheat. Watch the hat. Ready? Watch he's the hat. he's essentially that Fallout New Vegas NPC at the solar farm. The one who's like oh, God. They, the one they recruit, where he's like, they ask him if he had a if he had a degree in like physics, and he told them he had a theoretical degree in physics. Steve, you are right. Oh God, <laughs> Steve, you already you have a degree in history. No, 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 theoretical degree in history. Steve, you already gave us the best example for who he is. He's Dr. Nick. Yeah. He. Hi, everybody! Hi, everybody! <laughs> He's Dr. Nick. I mean, there's no fucking way around it. I graduated from Newark University. He went to upstairs medical school. I went to upstairs medical school. It was it was Harvard Upstairs Medical School. Oh my god! It's like uh, Don Mazzetti, who is gone off the internet now. I haven't seen him in forever. But uh, he's yeah, like, no, he's gone. I went to MIT Tech. I went to ITT Tech. <laughs> 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 One of the greatest jokes ever. <laughs> gotta give it to him. All right. Oh my god. I gotta go. All right. All right. Well, I gotta pee. I, I will too much. See you all next time. <laughs> all right. On the we'll trilateral leader. Troika. Later. Bye.